0: Are listening to a bonus episode of Death the officially unofficial Death Leopard podcast? We're currently busy preparing for season six of Death pod so in the meantime, we'll be diving into 2022's Step Outside, Walk This Way YouTube series. It's a rough and ready A to Z walkthrough of 45 Death Leopard deep cuts that we heartily recommend. Now the YouTube videos have gone so we've stripped out the audio and in each of these bonus episodes we'll take a look at a few deep cuts. What you're about to listen to is raw and broadly unedited. It's the ramblings of a literally rambling man chatting about these songs in the fields and on the coasts of North West England because why not? If you're new to the podcast and this is the first episode that you've listened to and you want to listen to a proper episode of Death Left Pod, something a bit more slick, polished and something that was intended for audio only then check out any episode from our back catalogue that doesn't have the word bonus in the episode title in this episode we'll be talking about let me be the one live love the piano version love bites live and me and my wine so let's take a step outside Hello Def Leopard mates and welcome to day 19, song 19 of the Step Outside, Walk This Way series by Def Leppard Pod, the officially unofficial Def Leopard podcast. This is a series where every day I go for a little walk outside and I also take you on a little trip of songs outside of the Def Leopard norm and outside of the catalogue. Today I am sitting down on a log, I don't know if you can see that, I am sitting down on a log like Kermit the Frog. But there's a reason why I'm sitting down on a log like Kermit the Frog. What a lovely lyric. Def Leopard. if you want to use that lyric, please go for it. That can go on your 13th studio album, okay? The reason I am sitting on a log is that today's song, the band sit down when they play it as well. Because today's song is... Let Me Be The One, live at Las Vegas in 2019. It was recorded on either the 6th or the 7th of September 2019. We don't know exactly, but the box set that you can get, which is, you know, it's there on DVD, or you can get it on CD or whatever, is the London to Vegas box set, which has got Def Leopard doing Hysteria and more at the O2 in London, and then they go to Vegas. And they're at the, what's it, the Zappos Theatre, And the Planet Hollywood Resort Hotel. So that's where it actually takes place. Um, In terms of what I wanted to say about it. Is I've picked this one. Because I think this is a really good example of a deep cut song. A song that you can find out about and get back into. Not through what you do yourself as a Def Leppard fan. but But because of the band the band breathing new life into the song and also, you know, picking it out of the barrel of deep cuts and, you know, reintroducing us to the song and doing it in a slightly different way. So let me be the one. Actually, um, it was on the X album, which came out in 2002. It's the penultimate song on the X album as well. It's the one that comes before Scar. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a strong end two not the greatest album in the world if we're entirely honest i'm going to start walking now just just to change the background for you okay so let me just stand up oh i'm like an old man making noises when i stand now i never used to do that when i was a young whippersnapper i your you leopard, don't make noises when they stand up now um anyway right so let me be the one right I've always thought it was an okay song. One of the problems with the X album is there's just too many sort of mid-paced songs on it and too many ballads, and therefore, what can happen is you sort of tar them all with the same brush a little bit, and then when you listen to them all together, it's easily, it's very easy for them just to sort of wash over you, and you just sort of think, oh yeah, this is a little bit like the last one and a bit like the next one, um, and all of that type of thing. So, but it's actually a really good song, and I... What Leopard have done here is they've reminded us That this is a really good song They've You know, they've essentially gone You know that X album, you know, there was there's some really good songs on there And you need to sort of go back to it So for the Vegas residency They picked out Let Me Be The One Which is a great, really great ballad Now, I'm wondering if one of the reasons that they've picked it There's a hell of a lot of horse poo there Do you want me to show you the horse poo while I'm talking about Let Me Be The One Oh my god I, Imagine just imagine if I'd stood in that. Whew. But anyway, I never right. I wondered if one of the reasons that they actually picked this song was because it's written by all of the bands. So when you actually look, you know, on the album sleeve, you know, it's got Alan, Savage, Elliot, Campbell, Colin. So it was obviously a song that they were all involved in um in writing. So maybe that's why like, you know, they picked it, because you know, they've all got Sort of a vested interest in it Also they picked it just because It's a really really good song Now in the Vegas residency And by the way the the version I'm talking about And the version I want you to look at Is the live version in Las Vegas 2019 Because they did a great Acoustic version of it And what's interesting as well In that Vegas residency They have a little bit in the middle Where they do four acoustic songs On a little mini stage let me be the one is first, then they do We Belong, then they do Have You Ever Needed Someone So Bad, and then they do Two Steps Behind. So, I would imagine if you were there at that Vegas gig when that first came on, and if you'd never, you know, if you hadn't gone on Setlist FM or whatever beforehand to see what they were playing, this would have been a real surprise coming out. Um, It's a little bit risky as well for that section But it works really really well And this live version of it is really really good And what I particularly like about it Is I don't think anyone really believes anymore that That don't do their um, backing vocals live I think it's just a well accepted fact That that is one of the strengths of this band And that's what they're really good at But if there was any doubt Then you can clearly hear all of their voices Harmonizing together and doing a really great job and um, let me be the one Interestingly by the way, I've been walking away because I'm walking up a sandy hill and it is very very deep um, But I can handle it. It's all right. Okay, right Interestingly I Would let this version of let me be the one be the route in to checking out another couple of versions of Let Me Be The One as well So definitely go out and check um, the one on the album You know, the original version That's really good as well And also there's a demo version of this song Which is quite different It's got piano in it and everything Sounds a bit Elton John-esque um, That they never ever use So there's actually three quite different versions of this song This live acoustic version The demo version And the album version And they're all really good and i think in a way that tells you the story that this is actually at its core a really good strong song because you could do different things with it and whatever the things that you do with it are it still actually you know stands up and produces a good song so yeah let me be the one go and check it out i'll put it on the link below have a listen. Let me know in the comments what you think about it. If you want, subscribe to the channel. You don't have to. I don't mind. If you want, go to the podcast. Recently, we did an episode on Diamond Star Halos. Go and have a listen to that as well, if you want. And yeah, that's it. Fantastic stuff. I will see you tomorrow for the next video. See you, everyone. Bye. And I want all the world to see. Hello, oh, Death Leopard mates, and welcome to day 20, song 20 of the Step Outside, Walk This Way series by Death Pod, the officially unofficial Death Leopard podcast where we have a little look outside of the normal songs. We come off the beaten track and show you some deep Death Leopard cuts. Okay, right. First things first I appreciate I'm not outside Like I'm supposed to Um, I'm just on my way back from work I've just pulled over On the dock road Alongside The River Mersey This car is absolutely boiling There is sweat dripping off me I'm like I'm like The people in Cujo stuck in the car. Anyone's ever read that book or seen the film? However, I love it. I absolutely love it. And that brings us on to the title of today's song. Today's song is Love by Def Leppard. Okay. However, it is not the version that you're thinking of, which is the 2008 Songs from the Sparkle Lounge version. It is from 2008, but it is love the acoustic or piano version which appeared as a bonus track on a Japanese CD to songs from the Sparkle Lounge now in reality I do actually prefer love the song that's the proper one that's on the album however I was thinking back to the video I did the other day about Kings of the World And it became very, very apparent to me very quickly that I would be saying exactly the same things about the song Love as I did Kings of the World. In terms of, one, it's written by Rick Savage, which it is. Two, it is very, very dramatic and avant-garde and very out there and very overblown in a good way at times. And thirdly, it sounds a lot like Queen at points. So... It occurred to me that I would essentially be saying exactly the same thing About that song as I did kings of the world also thinking of this as a playlist which is what I'll eventually create and also um, trying to just find some slightly different stuff in terms of the videos and the playlist I thought I'd go for a slightly different version of this song so I've gone for the stripped down version of love which is still really really good and has its benefits over the songs from the Sparkle Lounge version in that because it is stripped down because it's just a piano because it's just the vocal and because it's just some of the back and vocals as well the the purity of the song really comes through in terms of the melody in terms of joe's vocals it's a little bit like you know if you ever watch like a cooking program and they say you know we're not going to do everything that's really fancy we're not going to uh, employ all of these crazy techniques what it is is we've just got really good quality ingredients and we're going to cook um, some lovely food on the basis of just a small number of high quality ingredients well that is exactly what this version of love is like in terms of piano is really nice on it by the way I don't know exactly who does it I would assume that it's Dick Decent again he was the father who did the piano in um, Kings of the World big truck just gone past there car actually shook um, so Yeah, I assume that it's uh, Dick Decent doing it again. Joe's voice is really great on it as well. It's a little bit strange when you listen to this version because what you actually expect is because you know the album version. All of the big bits where there's, you know, like these swooping. Um, guitar parts and it's overblown stuff and the backing vocals come in you'd expect to hear that then it just doesn't happen so it takes a little bit of getting used to if you're not used to the if you're used to the songs from the Sparkle Lines version but as I said it's a really nice pure stripped down version it's yet another example of Rick Savage's quality in the songwriting and I think I record this about a week and a half after the Diamond Star Halos album has come out This in a way, I think is your first indication back in 2008 that Diamond Star Halos and what that album is like is going to come 13 years later and the way in which Def Leopard evolved because this arguably the song love is the first really out-there song that Def Leppard create and put on a record in 2000 in the 21st century so when this was on songs for the Sparkle Alliance in 2018 at that point this was really really outlandish song for Def Leppard to put on an album and it's just this one song on that album Then you go into the self-titled album where they sort of experiment a little bit more and That brings you to Diamond Star Halos now So I think in a way, this is a good song to include Because if you look at songs that are on Diamond Star Halos Whether it be From Here to Eternity, Goodbye for Good This Time, Angels The latter two being written by Joe Elliott In a way, this is the first sign back in 2008 that we would get more songs like this by Def Leppard and that they were changing their songs and when you had the Def Leppard ballad it might not be necessarily the standard power ballad that you the 80s power ballad that you would expect but they were going to do different types of ballads and they were going to do something a little bit different so the song in itself excellent the stripped down version Really really good because you can just hear all of the component parts and you can hear just what a well-crafted song it is And finally, it's a forerunner for what is to come um, later in Def Leppard's career and indeed right now okay so let me know in the comments below what you think of this version of the song let me know how you think it compares to the original Uh, let me know what you think about it all together and again as i said we've recently done an episode on diamond star halos of the podcast i've put the link below again for that give that a little listen as well and then you can sort of consider what we say about those songs from here to eternity goodbye for good this time angels in the context of this song that came out in 2008 Right, I'm going on for my tea. I'm gonna open the windows as well because I'm absolutely sweating cobs And I will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye. Look, look, look what you've done my oh, I should have known from the start Man, Tear it apart oh, and now you desert me you never lose, you never fail You always live to tell the tale Hello, Deathlettes, and, and welcome to Song 21, Day 21 of the Step Outside, Walk This Way series by Deathlet Pod officially unofficial death leopard podcast where we take you off the beaten track and we introduce you or reintroduce you to some death leopard songs that are deep cuts and outside of the norm you join me on a lovely sunny day on a windy day here in yet another field in lancashire let me show you the field you might be able to see the crops or whatever whatever they are swaying in the background Do you know a song that I like to sway to? Yes, Love Bites. But do you know what song I particularly like to sway to? Yes, Love Bites Live. So, like a few others that we've had, Love Bites would not appear to be a deep cut, and obviously it isn't. In fact, it's probably one of the least deep cuts ever, because it's the only Def Leopard song that ever got to number one in the States, which it did in 1988 when it was released. So, it is the opposite of a deep cut if you take love bites as normal love bites written by all of the band with the exception of rick allen and with mutlang and obviously because it was came out in 1987 on a hysteria album released as a single july 1988 that it doesn't have vivian campbell as a songwriter on it it has steve clark but you'll all know that now why have i picked this song first thing to say, quick disclaimer, Love Bites may be a song that is over familiar to some of you. But to me, it holds a very, very special place in my heart in terms of this was the very, very first record I ever bought. It was the single that got me into Def Leppard. Def Leppard was the first band I ever got into and therefore it was the first single that got me into music. If you're watching this and you're one of those people who consider yourself into music rather than just passively um, listening, you'll know what I mean. So it holds a special place in my heart. Now, what's particularly interesting about this live version is this live version comes from the Mirrorball album, which was released in 2011. Now, unhelpfully on the Mirrorball album, it doesn't say specifically where and when this version of Love Bites was actually recorded. It just tells us it was recorded somewhere around the world in the 2008-2009 songs from the Sparkle Lounge tour. Right there. So we don't know exactly where it's from so there's a little bit of a mystery and a little bit of enigma. We can't point exactly where it's from. Now, this song is in some ways similar to Rocket. Not in terms of the way it sounds but in terms of the development of the song. Good while back now we did an episode of the podcast on Rocket and in that the main thread of the podcast was that Rocket was the ultimate the ultimate album song of all of the production values that then that, that then went on to become the ultimate live song where the lips found a way to represent and present the album version and amend it and amended to a live version which then gave it a new lease of life and you know whether it improved it or not it was different in a different it was different arguably in a better way right love bites was exactly the same when love bites was not a song that was played live on the hysteria tour for a good you know over, over a year and it was only played live when it was released as a single and it went to number one and then that obviously demanded that it be played live. Let's go to the fields again, right? So it was one of those songs that when it went to number one, the band had to quickly sort of scurry around and work out how to play a representation of it live. Cause a lot, like a lot of songs on Asteria, there's loads of different um, guitar parts. It's very complex. There's loads of orchestrated parts. So you need to work out, well, how can we play that when we can only play two guitars at once a bass? and drums and what have you, so the fact that we're picking this as a live song is testament anyway to the skill of Def Leppard because really this was a studio song, it wasn't played live and it was only when it became a big hit that they worked out how to play it live and you can listen to bootlegs and things from then and they do a good version of it back in 1988 when it's released, however and this is what I want to get to this song as a live song has evolved over the decades and the key thing about this song that i love so much is the extended guitar solo carried out by vivian campbell now it's really interesting because vivian campbell has got nothing to do with this song when it's recorded he obviously doesn't come into the band until 1992 yeah i would say this now to me is a vivian campbell song when played live and when played live in the way in which it's played on the mirror ball because depending on what tour it's on sometimes Def Leppard just play love bites straight on normal length it is what it is in 1992 on the adrenalized tour they did however begin playing this extended version with an extended guitar solo at the end that that viv carries out now the first time i could call hearing this properly as I saw them in 1992 in Birmingham the around but a year later I think it was a little bit overcome with excitement because it was my first gig and I never took everything in a year later though I saw them in Don Valley and I remember vividly seeing this song at Don Valley and thinking it was a real high point and the reason it was a real high point was because of the Vivian Campbell extended solo which just transcends and brings this song to another level it's like, I hear people about, talk about sometimes about how like, you know, guitars can make them like cry or feel an emotion. I must admit, I don't normally get that, I'm more of a, a vocal person when it comes to sort of an emotional response in terms of like, you know, you know like a visceral emotional sort of response in terms of like a melancholy one or, or what have you. But this is one where the guitar work of Vivian Campbell literally is like goosebumps, hairs on the back of the neck, territory. Now, the version on Don Valley is great, and we were able to relive that uh, because they released a visualised video with clips in and a few uh, Don Valley songs, including the Love Bites at Don Valley. So that's where you can sort of live it and listen to it again and again, or or watch it again and again. And that was always, to me, the archetypal version. You were never going to beat a better version than that. And there's a lot of nostalgia in that, there's, there's lots of reasons why you would think that However, go to 2011 and that Mirrorball album And listen to the version that i put a link, bu- link below to Where the lefts have gone back to this elongated version of bites And Vivian Campbell is playing a new solo at the end of that song that's extended And different to the one that he was playing back in 1993 Mirrorball is a really overlooked album, in my opinion. I mean, there's a reason this is the third song that we've got out of 21 so far, and I could um, tease you and say there's definitely at least one more to come uh, as well. But the actual recording of the song itself is brilliant. It's one of the best recordings of Death Leopard Live because it was recorded to be on a live album as opposed to it was recorded to be a live video, and then they've just taken it from like the soundboard or wherever they take it from so a lot of these songs are very much recorded to go on a live album and as a consequence of that the actual sonic sound if that's if that makes sense but you know what i mean if The sonic sound is top top notch and you can hear every single instrument so you can hear the way the band re-represent love bites in a library and you can hear all of the different things really clearly that the guitars are doing to create um that album sound but in a live environment and It is a solo that is brilliant. Taking the nostalgia out of it, taking like the the 1993 being a Don Valley and everything, I listened to this just purely. I actually now think that the guitar solo that Viv does at the end of this version I was talking about is actually better than the Don Valley version, and I never ever thought I would say that. You could put this guitar solo on loop for 10 minutes. It is absolutely amazing. It's played with so much fluidity. It's played with so much soul, which I think Vivian Campbell really does bring that in his guitar playing to Death Leopard. He really brings some soul into the band. The soul there already, but he brings just that little bit more. What a version. What a version. Go and listen to it if you haven't listened to it before. I know loads of people are not that keen on Mirrorball or you know whatever, but trust me, go and listen to Love Bites on Mirrorball. And it will blow your socks off. It is incredible. And, as I said, Vivian Campbell, the man not involved in the writing of this song, this to me now is like Vivian Campbell's song almost, because he's the one who, with that extended guitar solo, has really, really extended it. Okay, about a week ago we did a podcast on the new um, album Diamond Star Heroes. There's a link to that below as well. Go and have a listen to it. Uh, there's also a video of me walking along a beach talking about diamond star halos someone from the band may or may not have seen that video and really liked that review so you might want to go and check it out as well and see if you want to have a listen to it i will see you tomorrow for the next song from the step outside walk this way series take it easy everyone bye Hello Deaf Leopard mates and welcome to day 22. Song twenty-two of the Step Outside Walk This Way series by Def Leppard. The officially unofficial Def Leppard podcast. And in this Step Outside Walk This Way series, we literally step outside, right as I am now, but we also step outside of the hits and the normal catalog that you might know of. If you're a fair weather Def Leppard fan, and we introduce you to some songs that you might have passed you by. So, what is today's song? If you are a hardcore Def Leopard fan Which you probably are if you're watching this And I'm getting to know who's watching this And I love all of you I must say Thank you very much for joining me on these little walks So you lot who are watching it Who you I know who you are okay, Not in a creepy way like I know who you are I'm not going to be standing outside of your house Throwing stones at your windows all night But anyway You hardcore Def Leopard fans You will blatantly know this song It's the song Me and my wine but you and me both know that it is still a deep cut of sorts because it was never released as a single, um, and it doesn't feature on any album, well not, not properly, uh, shall we say. Anyway, so me and my wine. What is it? Where does it come from? First things first. It's written by Joe Elliott, Rick Savage, and Steve Steeman Clark. Now, very the first time it features, it features on the B-side to the 1981 single, Off High and Dry, Bringing on the Heartbreak. The version that we're talking about today, however, is the 1984 remix version. Now, normally when you think of remixes, you think of very, very different versions of songs. I can tell you now that the 1984 Robert John Muttlang remix... Of um, me and my wine is not massively different to my ear, at least to the 1981 version. It is different, there's a little different lyric in there, it sounds a little bit more polished. But on the whole, if you were had it on in the background and you weren't giving it your full attention and really listening out for differences, 1984 version to my ears. But I am 40% deaf in that ear. Um, isn't that different to the 1981 B-side? The reason that it is released again in 1984 as a B-side is because Def Leopard at this point have blown up and have become really famous in America on the back of the Pyromania album. So therefore, what they do is they take 1981's bringing on a heartbreak they remix it they make it sound essentially more like it would be on pyromania it's got some keyboards and stuff in it and they and they release it again as a single in 1984 and they put the same b-side on it which is me and my wine and they remix that as well the reason that they remix it is back in 1981 when that is being recorded as a b-side joe elliott has to rush his vocals uh, very much so we're not entirely happy with them they have to go off and play a gig at the rainbow theater in london england so when they do it again they change the um yeah the, the vocals are changed somewhat and the whole thing is remixed now what i was going to say was that this song is about drinking, it's about being drunk, it's about being inebriated. At this point in time, it's just a fun young man masculinity song about getting drunk and all of the humorous things that happen when you get drunk, okay? Now, what I was going to say was that uh, that ties in with what Mutt Lang is asking Def Leopard to do when in 1981 he comes on board and he um records high and dry with them and what he wants Steph Leffer to do is be more rock and roll be more like rock stars be more yobbish almost or more laddish to use a 1990s term here in the UK and it's a result of that that you get these very sort of masculine Look at me, songs like Let It Go um, High and Dry itself They're all very much promoting A sort of almost arrogant Masculine rock star image So what I was going to say to you Was this ties in with that Because It obviously comes at the same time as high and dry because it's written as a b-side and this is another example of mutlang trying to get the lads to get joe in particular to put himself out there in the front as this sort of drug, um, living living um, life large burning the candles at both ends um, type of persona however that would be wrong wouldn't it yes it would it would be wrong how would we know that would be wrong yes you're right it's because the one time Def Leppard have ever played this live actually predates mutt Lang even getting involved and other than one line the lyrics are exactly the same so Def Leopard play me on my wine on the oh, i can't remember It's either the 24th or the 26th of august it's one of those two dates i'm gonna go 24th of august 1980 and they play it at the reading festival so this song actually predates predates Mutt Lang, um coming in now you can actually have a listen there's like a bootleg look for it on youtube and stuff like that and you can hear the version of me and my wine that they play at the Redding festival and it's actually quite different to some extent because the verses in particular joe is still trying to sing the verse and he's still trying to sort of impose some sort of melody on it you go and listen to this version of, Hi- uh, of me and my wine okay it is really not sung or certainly not sung in the verse it's very much screeched or screamed or shouted Joe's voice is raspiness personified it literally sounds like he was gargling nails for a day before he recorded this this is a raucous song this is arguably Def Leopard's most punk song at least in terms of attitude and Joe's voice is you forget what Joe's voice could sound like sound like sorry back in those early 80s and it's actually if you ever listen listened to some of that for a little while you go and listen to me and my wife you forget just how completely different his voice is uh, to now it is it is like shredded to pieces and it's great i mean it suits this song perfect because it sounds like he literally has been me and my wine and he has been drinking uh, for days so that version back in redden is a little bit different to this Um, and i would imagine that maybe that's a mutlang change where mutlang has come in and mutlang has said now don't bother trying to um to to, to to sing this. It's all about attitude. It's all about you know just, just getting across the story of being drunk, being found half dead lying there on a subway floor, um, your brain and your body operating on different rails. It's just being a song of absolute carnage and unad- unadulterated heavy boozing and drinking so that's what you get in the verse on the the proper version the version that you're listening um, to there is a change to the lyric as well which maybe then does fall in with um, Mutt trying to put the lads a bit more forward as sort of these like masculine um, alpha male sort of rock stars because one line that is in this is it talks um, about um, bumping into a man Who is as hard as nails Then interestingly After that line it then says about uh, Lying half dead On a subway floor So in the original lyrics it sounds more a little bit Like you got drunk, you have falling asleep on a subway floor And you've woken up In that situation While with these lyrics there is a slight indication That maybe Joe or our narrative voice Has been chinned Or lamped By some fella, and that's why he's half dead on a subway floor. But who knows? Um you know, it could it could be either. So I would love Def Leopards to play this song again. As I said, they've only played it once live, maybe they will one day, it might be in another um Vegas residency. There is a cool little bit in this. This this song is very much famous for its video. Um the video was filmed and Obviously, it wasn't released as a single, but "Death Letter" was so bigger at the time that it was actually number one for a little while on MTV's uh, playlist. So, and it was only a B-side. But there's lots of cool little things. I like at the end, for no reason whatsoever, It just you just hear Joe go, thank you. And it's quite good on the video where they're all then standing outside of the house that they've been wrecking and that they've been playing in. The video itself is great. I'll put a link to the video below as well as just the audio of the song. Because if you haven't seen it, it's definitely its best video. Um, and there's lots of um, things in there that are obviously filmed um, off the cuff. So there's a bit where Joe's walking down the stairs and he slaps... Phil, not very hard or anything, and you can see Phil is obviously shocked that wasn't um, choreographed in any way. But the best bit is they're a bit where they're playing like in a living room or a lounge, whatever you call it. And um, just before the solo, Steve goes to kick Joe, and as he kicks Joe, he actually falls over himself. And they do all look really rough in it. They do really look like they've all like you know uh, been drinking. So it's funny. It's a funny song, not to be taken serious. It's full of pretend, rock, punk, alpha male, rock star, masculinity, attitude. Me and the boys have been drinking. Uh, It's not a time for thinking. It's a mindless song, but it's a fun song. It's a good song. It might be a bit of a surprise to those of you who've never come across um, this type of Def Leppard before. Check it out. It's brilliant. Tomorrow. Let me tell you about tomorrow if it is tomorrow, I've given up on the everyday now, uh, just because it's just I, I fell behind with general illness, so there's no way of getting it back, but I will try and do it most days I'll try and get at least sort of 4 or 5 videos um, a week tomorrow is day 23 song 23 and tomorrow's choice will be a subscriber's choice, so if you subscribe to the podcast if you subscribe to the this YouTube channel then i will And you've got a deep cut that you would like me to include If it's not one that I'm already going to use If it's one that fits into our Self-imposed rules See video uh, 1 The introduction to Def Leppard on YouTube Then I'm going to pick one I haven't yet picked it, I'm going to pick it tonight And then I'm going to do this again tomorrow So if you want Put your choice down in the comments And to quote the On Through The Night song It could be you Right everyone, take it easy and I'll see you next video